1: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com
3: tick 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 the jets are getting closer and closer to their showdown with the Dallas Cowboys and no backup quarterbacks have been signed nothing is happening Listen, this injury happened around 8.05 Eastern time, Monday night. Joe Douglas had to be on the phone that night. Here we are sitting Wednesday afternoon. It's almost close of business here on the East Coast. Nobody. Not a peep.
0: Yeah, so... The public can talk about Matt Ryan and Phillip Rivers and Gardner Minshew and Jacoby. It doesn't seem to be impacting the Jets at all. They seem to be just sitting there, and be like, you know what? We're going in with Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle against the best pass rush in the NFL. Yeah, and We'll be fine. It is so bizarre. Listen, I am of the camp that they should not give up any resources. They should just pick up a free agent, either a retired guy or somebody like Nick Foles. But I never thought that they were going to go in with just Tim Boyle and Zach Wilson.
3: And I'm of the opposite view. I think you're scouring. I think you're trying to upgrade this position as much or as best as you can, even if it's on the margins, even if it means that you have to spend a third or a fourth round pick. I don't want to waste this year. You're already 1-0. You got a division win under your belt and yes, you did get it with Zach Wilson. You've got a good team around you. Like, yeah. don't don't just say, oh, we're going to have the same season as last year, basically. Yeah. We'll go 7-10 and 10 again. I don't think that's good enough.
0: But here's the thing. The only guy that fits what you're saying to me is Matthew Stafford. And I don't think the Rams have any interest in getting rid of Stafford unless it's for I don't even know I don't even know if a first round pick. Why would they give up on the season right now? They look really they just blew out a playoff team. Yep, there's did. no way that they're going to be giving up on Matthew Stafford. There's no, not a second guy in that category. To well, me. who else is there?
3: That's the like kind of how I would say there's no pros and cons to Aaron Rodgers getting hurt in the first quarter of the game and not completing a pass for his new team. But one of the cons about this a pro is that it happens early enough in the season where you feel like you could scramble and you could try to maybe get something else cooking. The negative part is everyone's still in it. You don't have any teams that, besides the Arizona Cardinals, and they don't have anybody. So, you know, there's not like enough of a market out there right now. But But I uh, think Jacoby Brissett would be enough of an upgrade. At least I'd take a shot. Why not? What does draft capital do? You're hoping to get Aaron Rodgers back next year. This is an all-in team. Like, they're not going to be relying on rookies. What are they, the Chiefs? Like, that never happens.
0: So, Jacoby Brissett, first of all, Jacoby Brissett, didn't get the job over Sam Howell. That's one indictment. That could have
3: two. been predetermined.
0: It could have been, but still, it doesn't seem like that's a huge... I mean, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, a top 10 quarterback. I think that's a pretty far drop-off. And by the way, two years ago, Carson Wentz, I'm not saying it should be Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz had a season that Jacoby Percent could never have.
3: Listen, I don't think anyone's saying that Carson Wentz, it, talent-wise, yeah. like might not be the best option out there, but there is a reason yeah, why I, nobody is calling Carson Wentz. And the I, Jets aren't exactly like the most amazing culture of of a of a professional team, like Aaron Rodgers, was really setting the tone. Yeah, it's been more about foibles and same old Jets and LOL Jets. Like to bring Carson Wentz in there, I don't know if no, that's a good marriage. It'd
0: be fun to watch, but I, I just think it's <laughs> talking about sort of average quarterbacks. And this team calls for an outstanding quarterback if you're going to go where you want to go. So what's the point of just sort of upgrading on the margins? You're only going from maybe eight wins to nine wins. Get and to the
3: playoffs. You haven't been to the playoffs since 2010. Get to the playoffs. What?
0: No, this is, this team, by the way, this, this team has some incredible young talent. They they got to think about how am I going to build a champion here? And adding Jacoby Brissett this year might give you a little bump this year, but big picture does nothing. They got to really start to think, Hey, we got sauce Gardner might be the best young cornerback in the league. Garrett Wilson's a top five wide receiver and he's yeah. 23 or something. Uh, the defense is outstanding. So, I would get back to the big picture say, you know what, this this stinks about this year, but hey, we have a Super Bowl champion here. How are we building a great team?
3: Well, but you also have, yes, you have the big picture, but you also do have the little picture, which is this is your window with Rodgers. Like you and I both think he's coming back or he's going to at least try his hardest and damnedest. I think he's going to attempt it.
0: Which, by the way, might not even be a great thing for the team because that could hold them hostage next year. when. Well, uh,
3: well presumably he comes back and he's good.
0: Well, <laughs> you know, someone called in with an interesting name yesterday. Kyler Murray, Mm. that might split the difference to me. That's not a great fit. I don't think it's,
3: and again, like culture fit, like you really need a good, strong personality. I think if you're going to try to really turn things around for the Jets and that team in 2010 did have it. Mark Sanchez was a rookie in 2009, 2010, but like, or 10 and a, yeah. Sanchez was a rookie when they were making those runs, to the AFC championship games, rookie in second year. But they had really strong personalities on that team, and Rex Ryan was a huge personality.
0: Yeah, and I know they made the AFC Championship games, but that team was not exactly knocking on the door of a world championship.
3: 855 2124 cbs 855 2124 you are welcome to weigh in on this, Perloff, and I clearly don't agree. I think the Jets could, should be turning over every stone. They should be making every phone call. They are not even calling Tom Brady. Like, I would at least just let him. I want to hear him say no. Uh, Perloff thinks they should just stay the course with Zach Wilson. What do you think? Again, 855-212-4CBS. Now, tell me if this is playing a little too much Monday morning quarterback. Do the Jets deserve to be criticized because they only had Zach Wilson behind Aaron Rodgers, who's about to turn 40? (laughs) Yeah. If there really were Super Bowl contenders, was this just you know, playing with fire that they never signed the high end backup. Hell, Mike White is a high end backup. He got signed by the Dolphins on the first day of free agency.
0: You know, I don't really know if it is because I didn't hear anyone really talking about that. Everyone resigned themselves. There was a lot of positive buzz around Zach Wilson being the protege of Aaron Rodgers. Everyone watched Hard Knocks. Yeah, it, was a, two years. it was a love affair between you know the Zach Wilson Aaron Rodgers thing. They made it seem like this is like Yoda and Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. It was out of control. But, no, I I, I can't let Jets fans say that now because I did not hear enough of them saying it in August. You have to say that before the injury. You can't say it after. That is, I think, that's breaking a sports rule.
3: What about the people who actually wanted Derek Carr? Do they get to take a victory lap
0: today? Show me me the tweets because I don't remember anyone (laughs) who said, I can't believe we got Aaron Rodgers and we didn't get Derek Carr.
3: Listen, Derek Carr, they brought him in. They winded him and dined him.
0: I remember our... We have a producer who used to be a Jets fan. Do you remember those days back then?
3: Yes, back yesterday.
0: You were so not into Derek Carr being a Jets, and you were so happy when it was Aaron Rodgers and not Derek Carr. Yeah, I still have no interest in Derek Carr. I mean, like, listen... He looks
3: like freaking Tom Brady to you guys right now. If it was Derek Carr or Zach Wilson, how are things looking?
0: The Titans... By the way, and he scored 17 points and there was the Titans. Uh, Dude,
3: Derek Carr looks like an all pro compared to Zach Wilson. He's also much more experienced. He should look like an all pro compared to Zach Wilson.
0: Derek Carr did not look great. He just did not look good there. There's something they should have lost that game. Like, you know, Vrabel screwed that whole thing up. The well, Titans were coming out and win the game and they blew a red zone drive at the end. Like the Saints are not all on the same page. Derek Carr is not lighting up anything right yet. Maybe he will. He did not look good Sunday.
3: Uh well. I'm sure the Jets would love to have him right now. I listen, I, he, could, a, he could have snapped his Achilles the first, you know, the first drive, also. It's just,
0: does anyone in, in the AFC scared of Derek Carr led Jets? I really don't think so.
3: Um,
0: I'm not scared. I don't know. Of After
3: seeing the team, if Derek and how good they are and how good the defense is and the playmakers, you, you said it yourself, Perloff, they were not going to need MVP level Aaron Rodgers right. to win.
0: But we saw the Jets beat the Bills. It was the same game they beat them in last year, right? Almost the same exact game. So I don't know. That 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 didn't lead anywhere last year. I'm not sure. It might just be one of those things where certain teams play each other well. I I don't know. I did not see enough to say, wow, if you had Derek Carr, this is some big deal. You you know what? It's better than Zach Wilson. I will give you that. It's a veteran. It's a veteran. But I honestly, I'd like to see... Point me to the tweet that said, I think this is a mistake signing Aaron Rodgers. We should take Derek Carr. No,
3: so, I, I don't think I anyone don't think... said that. I think it was when it was in the middle when Rodgers was not yet signed yet by the Jets. And oh, Derek I Carr, was in, Derek Carr okay. was in like New Jersey and they were taking him out to dinner and stuff. I remember that. Yeah.
0: And some people said, oh, just land on Carr before he signed somewhere else. And
3: just take the sure thing, like the bird in the hand situation.
0: Yeah. But there was a long time where it looked like Aaron Rodgers might not happen. It got delayed. I don't know. I just feel like the Jets how about this theory? The Jets are cursed at the quarterback position. Well,
3: Possible. I mean that's a that's a common one.
0: It's not even a theory. You're saying it's a fact.
3: Yeah, this is like it's been proven.
0: <laughs> is... It's like their their colors are green and white. Yes. It's fact.
3: <laughs> this is like the sun just rising in the east. Uh eight five five two one two four C B S. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Uh okay. Can we get to the Micah Parsons sound, please? Thank you, Stu. So here was Micah Parsons, and I thought this was interesting because we saw the shellacking that the Cowboys put on the Giants in Sunday night pro off And many people pointed this out, including us, how ridiculous it was that Daniel Jones, the starting quarterback for the Giants, would still be in the game even after they had pulled the starting two starting tackles. Now, it turns out Andrew Thomas has a hamstring injury. Here was Micah Parsons on his own podcast, The Edge, with Micah Parsons' podcast, talking about it.
1: I don't think
2: Daniel Jones should have been in that game in the fourth quarter. I thought they should have protected him and pulled him out. And barring injury, their season will be over without Daniel Jones. That was wrong. I thought it was deceiving. That's your franchise quarterback,
1: and he's out there with the backup offensive line still getting sacked and hit. I just didn't understand.
3: I mean, Micah Parsons, truth teller. Imagine if you are the Giants and you're the owner or the general manager. You have to go to coach Brian Dayball and be like, what do you got, rocks in your brain? You're trying to send a message with your starting quarterback who we just paid with our money. The owner with with my money just paid him $90 million guaranteed. Like, how does Brian Dayball answer for that?
0: Maybe it's one of those things where Dayball wanted to let Daniel Jones build some confidence and at least have his last drive be a positive thing. Like, he didn't want him to go out just, like, with his completely depressing stat line. So he was just hoping if he hung around the fourth quarter, <laughs> at some point, the Cowboys would lay off. It was getting drier. I, I think he wanted to build co- Jones' confidence a little bit and have more positive drives. Didn't really happen. I mean, the, the field goal kicker didn't help either. But anyway, yeah. it shouldn't have really been a shutout. Okay,
3: But here's the thing. You got to play, like, the what-if game and... What would be better that Daniel Jones completes a couple passes and they score a meaningless touchdown at the end of the game, which, by the way, did not happen, but what would be better? They score a meaningless touchdown yeah. at the end of the game or Daniel Jones is getting carted off and he's gone for the season or for half the season. Like, that's it's egregious. It's coaching malpractice.
0: Uh, I don't know. I Honestly, it's, it's Micah Parsons doesn't bother said me it. that much. <laughs>
3: The opponent said it.
0: Coaching malpractice of (laughs) that week one game, is it really that big a deal to keep Jalen Jones in there and get more reps?
3: Okay, Michael Parsons, who... I know they just beat the Giants 40 to nothing, but don't you think he wants to face as few starting quarterbacks as possible? Wouldn't he Mm. love to see Tyrod Taylor or whatever? No, No, but like, well,
0: in this case, no, but yeah,
3: but you know what I'm saying? Like he, he'd much
0: rather see Daniel Jones, but he has
3: no, he doesn't have an incentive to keep Daniel Jones healthy. And he's the guy who's pointing this out. That's how, you know how stupid it was from the Giants.
0: Yeah, Yeah. It's funny. Like, it doesn't bother me. Like I'm so concerned with so many other things with the Giants. Like that, I don't understand why he's in there. I, uh, yes, of course, it's a mistake. But listen, that team has bigger problems, right? Aren't they in a state of sheer panic after a forty-nothing opening loss?
3: Well, I mean, now that's going to fall on the coaching too. How are you going to make sure the guys don't panic and don't yeah. fall into this? Where Darren Waller is, surprise, surprise, already dealing with an injury. Yeah. Andrew Thomas, as I mentioned, is dealing that Andrew with a hamstring injury.
0: Explains a lot last week, by the way, because he didn't. He looked worse than he's ever looked. Of course, the guy was hurt. It, first of all, they'll probably win this week one, and everybody will forget this whole thing ever happened. Well, they're playing
3: the Cardinals, so they yeah. get a nice landing spot. Week two,
0: here. sorry. Um, yeah, the th- I, I really uh, I understand that this is, is a controversy, but I I don't know. Like, who cares what the the, way the Giants play Daniel Jones? That game was a joke. It was raining. It was forty nothing. I think he wanted him to. It was get raining. A, to, oh my
3: gosh. <laughs> I think he wanted him to get
0: a touchdown at the end when the rain stopped. I really do. Crazy. I think he didn't want him to, because Daniel Jones's confidence is at an all-time low right now. Right. Okay.
3: Well, then you then you should. If you have a franchise quarterback that you gave that much money to, they're going to have to be a little more mentally tough than just taking an ass kicking. Like, that's going to happen to everybody. But I realize what's going on here with Perloff and the weather. This is going back to the dad stuff. You're obsessed with the weather. <laughs>
0: wow. Well, I mean, listen, you kind of picked the over on the Cleveland Satanic. That's so again. dumb. I, just think, I blame uh,
3: the meteorologist for that or the whatever. I, I feel like the weather has been so wrong yeah. lately.
0: I just think a week one weather game. Last year, obviously, I keep pointing to this game. The Niners lost to the Bears. The Bears are the worst team in the NFL. The Niners are basically unbeatable. One of the best, yeah. Yeah, it just it just doesn't matter. And I talked to a bunch of – I have a couple friends who are working that game, and they said it was it was a joke. It was like there was no passing. Nothing was going to happen. So it's I, I don't know why everyone it wasn't really this is gonna sound bad and people hate me for it wasn't really a forty nothing game the Cowboys are not forty points better than the Cowboys than the Giants. Oh, <laughs> I, I honestly like. Do I don't you, know if the spread was forty for the next game. Would you take the over <laughs> or the under. That's
3: like a college spread uh, when Georgia plays. You know
0: what were the scores of the two awesome-y. Giants game last year? Like uh, they're basically kind of the same team. So did the Cowboys? They beat them bad b- twice last I year. I think
3: right? one was Cooper Rush.
0: Okay, but But yeah, I mean, listen, the Cowboys are better than the Giants, but they're not forty to nothing. (laughs) (laughs) And the Giants, the the Giants can't be this bad, can
3: they? No, they can't be this bad. But that was a that was bad, and it's even worse for Brian Dable, I think, when the star player for the other team.
0: Oh, nobody's listening to Micah. Is calling you
3: out? What do you mean? No one's listening to the Edge with Micah Parsons podcast.
0: They are now because we just played it.
3: I'm a loyal subscriber. So
0: my quarterback friends, we've talked about this many times. There's yeah. nothing. People think, oh, these stats don't matter because they're in garbage time. I always always told Andy, make sure you pile up those completions in the last two minutes of a game. They're, got to. they're so huge because the idiots in the public don't recognize stats. Like They just look at the final stats. They don't care when they came. Like, if you're down by 30, that's when you eat. <laughs> and I'm dead serious. Like, people, you, no
3: wonder all the backup quarterbacks love yeah. you. It's great advice yeah, for yeah, them.
0: Yeah. Oh, you got to eat when there's two minutes left because the other teams in prevent. just check it down, get a 30-yard gain, 30-yard gain, 30-yard gain. Boom, you get out of there with a 95 rating. All is good.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was like Eli Manning the I last couple I, years of his career, I if I'm being think, honest.
0: I don't remember. I didn't watch the fourth quarter. I have no idea what, what kind of uh, plays were they running.
3: They were, They still had Daniel Jones attempting passes. I mean, you're down 40 really? nothing.
0: So Was he getting sacks? Well, so? you're not
3: going to keep him in the game also to just hand the ball off. Like, that doesn't make sense.
0: I assumed. I hope that's what they did. I don't even know. We got to go back and, you know what we should do before tomorrow's show? Actually watch that fourth quarter to see what was happening. Because
3: <laughs> There's got to be made... something better we can do with our time <laughs> than that.
0: Right. You're not curious? Like, what was Dayball, like, actually doing here? Maybe he was mad at Daniel Jones.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think he was trying to send a message, and that's dumb because you got to take your feelings out of it when you're a coach because he's the franchise quarterback now uh, coming up. Can Dion Sanders and the Buffaloes avoid a letdown against Colorado state this Saturday night? Your daily Dion is next. Don't move. It's Maggie and Perloff CBS sports radio.
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
3: Welcome back to Maggie and Proloff, and this portion of the show is sponsored by the United States Postal Service. Postal Service and introducing USPS Ground Advantage, reliable and affordable two to five day package shipping, the United States Postal Service. Welcome back to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. You want to watch the show? Come on in. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. We were talking about this the other day. They finally apprehended this uh, convicted killer who yeah. was on the loose, Perloff, in and around Philadelphia.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there Saturday. I'm glad they caught him in time.
3: Yeah, people were like on lockdown in their homes, kind of serious situation. He was apprehended, and what was he wearing?
0: Yeah, of course he was wearing an Eagles jersey. An
3: Eagles sweatshirt. (laughs) Not the type (laughs) of branding that anyone wanted. Clearly, he was breaking into people's homes and stuff like that to steal clothes and food. And so he's apprehended. The photo is he's surrounded by a hundred Yes, DEA why, agents and these guys, like and the the dogs and all that stuff. Where he's finally apprehended in a wooded area by a dog uh, and the, the apparently it was like a helicopter that had a heat seeking mm. uh, capability. They found him underneath some leaves and then they sent a dog and the dog got him and like bit him in the head and he's all bloody. Anyway, he's in front of all these DEA agents and FBI agents, FBI, not DEA, FBI agents. And he's there in the Eagles jersey. Actually, I think some of
0: them were (laughs) state police, too. Uh, Were they? um, The weird thing about that was that he was just standing... They were all posing with him, and he was standing there. Have you ever seen the photo where they killed Pablo Escobar, and they're all doing these triumphant photos where they're, like, holding up his body and smiling? It reminded me of that. It's a weird thing to celebrate. Now... I'm not surprised at all that he had stolen an Eagles jersey. It'd be 65% of all clothes in the Philadelphia <laughs> are, area have an Eagles insignia on it's them. It's so
3: true. It's B- like people are watch- wearing Eagles stuff to weddings, yeah. funerals. Like It's it's like appropriate attire for like black tie events.
0: Yeah, they don't. I don't think they make T-shirts with anything else on them. You'll see an <laughs> occasional Phillies or Sixers shirt, but not really.
3: You know where I noticed that also happened? When we were in Kansas City for the draft. Oh, yeah. Now, we were there for the draft, so yeah. people are going to wear their stuff. But most people... We're wearing something with a Chiefs insignia on it.
0: Yeah, was there any shirts that were not red in that entire city? And forget at the draft Those are my people.
3: You... <laughs> yeah. Samter. Who's jumped off the <laughs> Jets with a, and now is a Chiefs fan, allegedly.
0: By the way, I love that the Jets have a better record than your Chiefs. That's just killing me. <laughs> what if the, the Chiefs go south this year?
3: An all-time Chiefs implosion. Be like, what happened? I mean, you could it, never, you know, a pe- um, you know, we could never predict this in a hundred years. Yeah, so, I my mean, luck.
0: Mahomes gets hurt every year, and you're probably going to be serious. And the other thing, this Chris Jones thing was pretty much the dumbest contract situation we've ever seen. That can't be good for your Chiefs, Mike. I think Mike might be the problem.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can just see the headlines now. It's like, what changed in Chiefs' kingdom? It's like, earth off its axis. And it's like, oh, we think we have an idea.
0: <laughs> By the way, there could be, if the Eagles lose on Thursday to the Vikings, your Bills loss, Mike's both of Mike's teams are, well, anyway, Mike's teams are struggling. Stu could be the king of the studio That's with the La- Las All Vegas right. Raiders. How about that? It's very possible. You'd have the only winning team left. I'll have to enjoy it while it lasts, because it's not going to last.
3: <laughs> well, I mean, first
0: the Eagles have to lose to the Vikings.
3: Let's get to our daily Dion, please. Daily, do you believe
0: that Dion? Oh, oh, oh.
3: You believe that? Well, it's been two days, and we haven't talked about Dion Sanders. So I think an alarm bell just rang somewhere. That it only takes Aaron Rodgers just straight up tearing his Achilles tendon to push Dion off the back, off the front pages. But he's back now. With the Daily Dion, here he is talking about all the attention with Colorado, and here's the impact.
1: We're receiving so many calls at this point right now, it's it's absurd. Just inquiring about what we do and how we do what we do in uh, visitation, desiring to come on a unofficial or official visit. So I'm, I'm, I'm liking where we are right now. I'm truly liking that.
3: There you go. And I believe him. I don't think that like Dion has to lie about any mm. of this stuff. I think everything is true. I think people are probably calling it. Listen, we had Josh Booty on earlier, who said he called on behalf of his own kid, who he wants to play for Dion.
2: I mean, I'm not gonna lie. If I'm
0: like a top-level recruit, and Nick Saban walks into the room, and then Dion walks into the room, I'm listening
2: to Dion. Like nothing hmm. against Saban. I know he has a track record, but Dion's cool.
3: Wait, but Samter, don't you know that Dion Sanders is gonna be the next head coach at Alabama? So don't so worry know, about so it. They can, they can work together.
2: They can walk in together with the Affleck duck, and then get me to go to whatever <laughs> school they want me to.
0: You guys, I can't believe. Are you guys on the Colorado payroll? Are we recruiting here? Is that what's happening? Is it, is this an ad, or is this actually a journalistic report on Colorado? <laughs> yeah, Buffalo. Journalist no, that no, went already, out the window. <laughs> us. <house>, we're there.
3: <laughs> so I guess the question is: Is there any chance that they have a letdown here against Colorado State? You got the big Oregon game looming. This is what we classically call in the business a trap game. There are twenty point favorites or more, and the big test is going to be the Ducks in two weeks.
0: We're going to analyze this like a real football game. Like <laughs> anyone has that idea with this Colorado? I don't team. know
3: much about the Colorado State Rams.
0: Okay, D- is Nebraska going to win a football game this year? By the way, I don't know. Yeah. So what? We don't know anything. Just everyone's just got to... That's all I'm gonna say. Just everyone stop. Do I Do you care believe going. that?
3: Yeah. Perloff still rooting. I guess against-
0: I don't believe. Just stop. You don't know what Nebraska is. You don't know what TCU is. We certainly don't know what Colorado State is. I'm not going to sit here and listen. to Anyone analyzes the X's and O's because. Actually, Colorado State has cool uniforms, so that is all I will give them. But they (laughs) better kill them.
3: Can you guys look up quickly about what's the spread, not for the Colorado State game, but for the Oregon game? Is that still two touchdowns, or what is it? Uh, While you guys do that, I'm going to hit the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Brian is in Florida, has a thought on the Jets and what's going on at the stadium. Hey, Brian, how are you?
0: Hey, good today.
3: Good. What's on your mind?
0: Ah, okay, um, I'm a Packer-backer, so uh, I've watched Rodgers pretty much the last, you know, 15, 20 years. And, uh, but he's a, he, Green Bay plays on natural grass, Kentucky bluegrass field. So when he switched over to the Jets, they have a field core turf. Yep. And uh, I used to be a tennis player, and when you play at a certain surface for a long time, your joints and mm. body it's adjusted to one type of surface, and you switch to another. Because if you saw, you know, Rodgers go down, it was really hardly nothing. Yeah. So if you're not stretched out, I know he's a yogi and everything, and he does, you know, all the stretchy stuff, but I don't think he did enough stretchy stuff.
3: (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean,
0: Brian, (laughs) fair point.
3: Like, thank you so much for making the phone call. And the Jets practice facility, I mean, I don't know about the indoor, but the outdoor facility is obviously grass. Like, where the Jets practice, Rogers. Only played what two series in MetLife Stadium before this uh, game?
0: They, it's definitely grass. I think so. I would think it might be turf because grass you have to maintain a lot. How no, many fields do they have? I
3: feel like I've been on it before.
0: That's, I thought
3: I felt like it was grass anyway.
0: So they have a grass practice field and they have a turf
3: because they have an outdoor like a place where they yeah, practice yeah. outdoors. And they also three have or indoors four fields, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the outdoor one where you would do training camp.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like that'd be a lot of grass to maintain, but anyway. Um, Here's the thing. I do agree. Like, did he stretches Achilles? And remember, there was a lightning storm before, so guys didn't have their normal warm ups. Mm. I was actually like, and like, obviously, you guys know about the viral tweet of the guy who said that Aaron Rodgers is going to blow out his Achilles on the rain-soaked turf here. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to hear a Roger Goodell saying I need more data. If all these players are calling for it, I kind of tend to believe them. I saw one quarterback say that your body just feels different. Josh Allen, I think it was. Yeah, it says your body feels differently after you play on turf. I totally get that. Uh, I mean, even amateur athletes like us, you know, like if you jog on one surface, it feels a lot different than another.
3: Oh, no. I mean, I obviously would never compare myself to a professional athlete, but when I jog now, anytime I can go on the grass, as opposed to jogging on the road, I absolutely do it just for my knees after all the years of tennis. Anyway, by but,
0: the way, it's fourteen uh, and a half, 14 and a half Oregon,
3: 14 and a half is the spread. I, I thought it was about that. Anyway, Oregon,
0: a, t- a tight spread this week, though. 38 and a half. Is
3: Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> well, my ducks are really cruising. <laughs> but here's the thing about the turf. I think what's so frustrating to people about the NFL's, like, just reluctance for all the teams to go to grass is I know there are things about maintaining it and and making sure the grass is fine. But it's a money issue. And, like, of all the people, leagues, businesses in the world to be complaining about money, the last would be the NFL, the last place where you'd want to cut corners or you know, not do everything you can and spare no expense. It would be the freaking NFL who's bringing in billions and billions. I think that's what's frustrating probably to the players as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, I have a little bit of a conflicted feeling here because Glendale is grass, right? And they ruined the Super Bowl with that garbage surface. Well, they
3: overwatered it or whatever. Yeah,
0: I know. So I don't want, I assume the richest team is Dallas. I, I think that's, is that turf? I think it is, right? So I don't know if I'm not sure if there's a direct correlation. I don't think the Cowboys are saving money, are they?
3: But here's the thing: yeah,
0: Cowboys 18 Stadium, the richest stadium in the world, is turf. So I don't know if it's always money.
3: But so they're for when speak Maggie when the FIFA World Cup comes yeah. to North America, yeah. they are going to take out the turf in a lot of these places. Presumably Dallas is going to be one of them. MetLife Stadium in New York is going to be another. And they're going to put grass in and then they're going to take it out once the soccer tournament's over and put the turf back in. Like, what are we doing? Huh. And I know that's only a month-long event and it's going to happen in the summer and it's not through all the elements and stuff, but this just seems so fixable.
0: Yeah, I get it. I totally think they should all go grass. I'm not disagreeing. I just don't – I'm not I'm not super educated on all these differences. <laughs> like, the other thing, too, is grass – does have problems in the rain sometimes. Maybe there's some argument there. Obviously, there were, it didn't help much on, on Monday night. No. 855
3: 2124 cbs 855 212 Coming up next, well, this is someone we can ask about this whole grass and turf situation. Michael Lombardi is former NFL GM. He's the host of the GM Shuffle podcast and author of the new book, Football Done Right. We'll talk to Michael Lombardi coming up next. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff continues after this CBS Sports Update baseball is back and so is mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. The one question everyone has in sports right now, what will the Jets do With the quarterback situation, well, let's get the thoughts of an expert. Michael Lombardi is a former NFL GM, has worked in front offices around the league. He's the host of the GM Shuffle podcast. Now the author of Football Done Right, setting the record straight on the coaches, players, and history of the NFL. Michael, it's Maggie and Perloff. Thanks for the time today. How are you?
2: Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Everything's great. Thank you.
3: Well, I mean, listen, football done right. What's Joe Douglas going to do right right now because he's got a situation probably the worst one that any gm would have to face which is you build all your hopes and dreams around rogers it lasts four snaps can they really just <laughs> roll here with zach wilson or do you think he's working the phones every hour of the day
2: no i think he's got to roll with zach wilson look you know if there were 32 good quarterbacks in the league and 32 backups we wouldn't have this sense of urgency there you know it's hard to find them It's a great quarterback. He drafted a guy, the second pick overall in the draft, Mm. you know, that won some games for him last year. What they have to do is rally the organization. They were an Aaron Rodgers team. Four plays into their season, it went away. What they have to do is unify the team. And as the leader of the team, Salah's got to be able to – go to his defensive staff and his defensive players and say, look, we're find ways to win games like we did on Monday night with our special teams, our defense, will get turnovers. And then he's got to get Nathaniel Hackett to run an offense that is not Aaron Rodgers' offense. It's offense that will keep Zach Wilson from hurting us. And it's doable. I mean, I think it's really doable. I don't think it's that hard. I think they can do it, but I think they've got to be able to – to stop the talk about bringing somebody in. You know when when Brady got hurt in 2007, the Patriots, unbeknownst to that, had already scheduled two workouts on uh on the Monday before Brady even before the game, they already had two workouts scheduled. And they canceled those workouts to send a message to the coaching staff, to the players That they believed in Matt Castle. And I think that's what they have to do. I think they got to believe in Zach Wilson. Look, what's the alternative? You're going to bring Colt McCoy in, he's not going to stay healthy, right? (laughs) It's going to be, it's hard. Who's out there that you're going to get? This Brady talk is ridiculous.
0: Mike, I've, uh, you know, we're both listeners to the podcast, so I think we know your views on Nathaniel Hackett, but there's sort of a (laughs) storyline. There's a storyline out there that Hackett's offense is pretty complicated, and that makes it harder to bring somebody in. Uh, you know, th- we were saying like, well, can he simplify to some extent? And is Nathaniel Hackett the guy for this assignment right now?
2: Well, I don't think his, his run's the West Coast offense. And so, you know, you want Blake Bortles back? He could probably know it in about two minutes. He had him in Jacksonville. You want to bring him back? Uh, I, look that's what he has to do you know the scene in Apollo 13 to me this is where the Jets are perfectly in Apollo 13 when all those astronauts are stuck up in space and they can't get back they take a box and they load Mm. this box into a conference room and they dump it on a table and they say we've got to take this turn it into that using nothing but this that's the Jets that's Joe Douglas that's what he has to do And Nathaniel Hackett has to do the same thing. He's got to come up with an offense. Forget about it being Nathaniel Hackett's offense. This has got to be the right offense for the Jets to win. All this nonsense about, oh, well, we got great stats and, you know, the analytical community loves what we're doing. If you don't win, what is it? I mean, you know, everybody loves the Chargers. They haven't forced a punt in six quarters. (laughs) I mean,
3: like, come on. Michael Lombardi is joining us, got a new book out, Football Done Right, Setting the Record Straight on the Coaches, Players, and the History of the NFL. Michael, I mean, if you're going to basically have to make a new offense for Zach Wilson, why wouldn't you be scouring someone else's roster to try to get at least an upgrade from Wilson? I mean, it feels to me a bit like ego that they even made Zach Wilson the backup to Aaron Rodgers. Like, no one thought the kid could play, and you were going to go into the season with a 40-year-old quarterback. They probably should have done what San Francisco did, which is, have even though Trey Lance was taken third overall, they brought Sam Darnold in, at least as, like, a buffer, and the Jets didn't do that.
2: Right. Well, I don't – look, I I think we're – they're not going to change – The offense, they're going to run the offense that they have that fits Zach Wilson. There's parts of that West Coast offense that Nathaniel learned from his father, Paul, through time that they're going to run. And they're going to pick out the system and the plays and the concepts that Wilson runs effectively. So they're not changing the offense for him. So that that. But I I agree with you. I, I worry more. Look, Zach can throw it. He's got a great arm. But I worry about him handling the pressure I worry about. Is it too big for him? I worry about Kenny going to Dallas and all those people and play well. And then it's not playing well one game. It's playing well every game. That's the hard thing. And and I don't – I mean, I'm not in that building, but my sense of it is when he walked on that field, I just looking at him, I didn't get the sense that he was – thought he was ever going to (laughs) play. And he did not look like, to me, confident – that he was ever going to play. Now he's had a week to prepare, but so is Dan Quinn down in Dallas. So when you take over like that, right, you you kind of catch the defense by surprise a little bit because they don't know quite what you're going to do. Dan Quinn now knows what they'll do with him. He knows it'll be a lot of screens. He knows it'll be a lot of easy throws uh, to make it more comfortable for Zach. And Zach's going to have to prove he can play well.
0: So Mike, your new book, Football Done Right. uh, I know you start out with Bill Walsh. Did you... Who did you have more of in the book, Bill Walsh or Bill Belichick? Because I, I was thinking about, we're talking a lot about offensive systems. It seems to me Bill Walsh is, you know, I know Paul Brown, but Bill Walsh really invented a lot of this stuff. Yeah. What, what is, uh, so which coach do you reference more?
2: <laughs> I think I referenced Paul Brown more because without Paul Brown, I don't think there would be coaches. I mean, mm. you know, I was with Coach Walsh and we did a lot of things that, that he learned from Paul. Now the thing about Walsh that made him so unique and so incredible was he was truly an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur isn't somebody who comes up with an idea. An entrepreneur is somebody who takes an existing idea and makes it better. That's what Walsh was able to do. And that's where the West Coast offense came from. But pretty much the infrastructure of what we did under Walsh, he learned from Paul Brown. Mm. And all these coaches, Salah, all these guys that deposit their checks, we wouldn't have a profession of coaches if it wasn't for Paul Brown. I I find it hard to believe that the Coach of the Year Award isn't named after Paul Brown. I mean, he started it. He's the infrastructure. He's the Bill Gates of the NFL. You know, you talk about scouting. You talk about the 40 time. You talk about game planning. You talk about guys in the press box. You talk about headsets. It all came from Paul. You know, we should honor that. We should remember that in the league. It's really important that people study this because, look, the Eagles run a six-back offense. That's a single-wing offense. Mm. When I used to get on the team bus with the 49ers, I had to sit behind Coach Walsh. And when I sat behind him, you know, he would be doodling Clark Shaughnessy plays. Joe Burrow just signed for $55 million a year. Clark Shaughnessy is the guy that made the quarterback position popular with the T formation. If it wasn't for Clark Shaughnessy, we may not have quarterbacks. Yet Clark can't even get a sniff in the Hall of Fame.
0: Mike, when you look around the NFL landscape today, who's the innovator? Who's the guy that in 20 years from now you're going to be writing about? A young coach, well, not Belichick. Uh,
2: well, I think it'll be, I mean, Kyle really innovates. I think he's done a really good job of of taking his dad's system and modifying it to tailored. And then when you, you innovate, when you get new pieces, right? You innovate like with McCaffrey. Now we have a positionless offense. I, I think Arthur Smith does a really good job running the ball in Atlanta. I mean, he's very creative. He finds a way to get that half a man advantage in the run game. And he's got a lot of players that he can interchange. And he really doesn't have a tight end that he can run behind because Pitts, for whether the media calls him a tight end, that's wonderful. But he's not a tight end. He doesn't block anybody. So, you know, that's kind of what he's able to do. And, you know, obviously McVay took his spin on it. I think those guys are really good at what they're doing. You know, McDaniels, when you watch his offense, when when it's a seven-on-seven game in Miami like it was out in Los Angeles, that offense is hard to stop. Now, it's not all the all the time that way when they play against the better defenses.
3: Michael Lombardi joining us, former NFL GM, of course, author of the new book, Football Done Right, Setting the Record Straight on the Coaches, Players, and History of the NFL. You know, Michael, I want to get your thoughts on Justin Fields. Can he ever become <laughs> a great quarterback?
2: i you know i just i, I laugh I, I i look i i try to lower the expectations on justin Fields. i think it's really unfair to the kid you know that we have people out there talking about him being an mvp candidate like can we just complete some passes down the <laughs> field you know i mean i went to uh i went to uh look at quarterback ratings based on the analytics and i i mean i must have missed it i got to go to pearl vision center but they had jordan love they had jordan love and Justin Fields graded the same after that game. I watched that tape. I watched it here on my computer. I mean, that's not even close, right? Justin Fields has got to get a rhythm to his game. He's got to get some timing. they got to find what he does well. He's not going to be a rhythm thrower. He's going to be a high-low reader, and he's got to run the ball. He's a six-back offense runner, and he's got to become more accurate. One of the criticisms of him coming out of college was his release and the way he changed in terms Mm -hmm. of when the game speeds up. He doesn't throw the ball consistently with accuracy, and that's really important. I write about it in the book. Brett Favre once said, you know, all quarterbacks can throw the ball through the door. Good ones can hit the doorknob. (laughs) The great ones throw it through the keyhole. Justin's not throwing it through the keyhole, and that's what it's going to be to be great.
0: Mike, uh, obviously a lot of overreactions after week one. Is it an overreaction, all the hype around the Dallas Cowboys defense, or, you know, is that The rain and the giants playing poorly or should we expect them to keep this going
2: you know i think it's look they're going to be a good team we know this but they're not going to have an easy time like they did against the giants the giants i thought in my opinion i thought the giants forgot who they are you know what made the giants successful last year was slow the game down run the football play action you know don't let daniel jones hurt us you know but they gave him 40 million and they wanted to show that they're a different team. I don't think that's who they are, whether they paid Daniel 40 million or paid him 4 million. I think they have to play it close to the vest. They have to play from in front. They've got to play from in front because if they get from behind, all of a sudden Evan Neal, their right tackle gets exposed. They lose Thomas. Now that offensive line gets exposed. You know, one of the things we have to do and as head coaches have to do and personnel, we have to understand who we are as a team. That's the shift that's going to happen in Florham Park. We were this team, now we've got to become this team. And I think the Giants kind of got caught up a little bit in trying to become something different than they are. They need to be what they were last year. Get the game in the fourth quarter, find a way to win it, make plays.
3: You know, on that end, Michael Lombardi is joining us. Do you think the Ravens' offense looked that much different in week (laughs) one?
2: I don't think so at all, Maggie. I've been saying this for a while. I mean, I know the media has made a big deal out of Todd Monkton coming in there. Lamar Jackson, to me, is an under-center quarterback. He's not a, I think he's better at under-center. I think he's a play-action-pass quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think the only play in football that the quarterback blocks somebody on is bootlegs and naked. And if he runs a bootlegger or naked, somebody's going with him on every play. Mm-hmm. And he also is a very good thrower in the middle of the field, from the numbers to the numbers. His best season, his MVP season, he had Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews he's got to control the middle of the field i did not see a different offense i thought their timing was off uh you know i know they i know they signed odell and i know that should just assure them a super bowl but the reality of it is is mm-hmm. i didn't see that
0: mike james harden's still a sixer we don't have time to talk about it. we got a break in a oh, second yeah, no. but you're,
2: you're a sixer fan too You're yeah a sixer fan. it's don't bad run, don't run away on me now
0: uh, i'm i'm ready to run away are you sticking stay, staying the course here
2: no, I, I don't know if I could do it. Other- I don't have it in me. I have to go to rehab again. I've been to rehab 18 times over the Sixers. I was at a Lionel Richie concert the other day yeah. in Wells Fargo, and I looked up there and I saw the banner from '82, and I said, "In my lifetime, there's never going to be another banner nope. up here." I'm also, I'm about. I'm going to go with Spolster of the Heat, I think, at some point.
3: No. <laughs> Mike, I thought you'd love the 76ers. They've got 100 coaches on the staff. They're like That's your oh thing. They've got, yeah. a, they've got yeah. enough they coaches got a, for everybody. Uh, you
2: know I love that, Maggie. You know, what have they ever dedicated a monument to a committee? <laughs> no, no, seriously.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Nick Nurse and company. Uh, Michael Lombardi, yeah. again, the new book is called Football Done Right, Setting the Record Straight on the Coaches, Players, and History of the NFL. Michael, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you, guys.
3: Anytime. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that.
0: Man, a lot to take from that. Uh, yeah. Mike's reaction to Justin Fields, uh, I enjoyed. Because I, I, I was one of those people who bought into the hype a little bit. And yep. it's just not there right now. No. It's not even close. But I blame the coaching staff because where were the play calls to our guy, DJ Moore?
3: <laughs> I don't know. My wallet would love to know. Because I bet DJ Moore over three and a half receptions. And I lost that bet. Eight, that five, was five, the two,
0: easiest cast you ever had in your <laughs> no. pocket. There's only two. You look great in the first, second quarter. Oh, I'm sorry.
3: I don't want to talk about it. 855 212 You're welcome to weigh in. Coming up, so Rodgers is gone for the season. Is it the most devastating injury to a team and fan base in history, though? The Great Debate Series comes back next. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.